Welcome back, readers. Yay! Readers. My little my little kingdom of solicitans. What do you what would you call them? <laughs> Solicians? Oh no, that sounds horrible. I would leave. If that was the case, I'd be out. <laughs> I'd be like, we're not doing this. Bye. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, whatever. Welcome back, you guys, to another week. Welcome uh, back. I'm so excited. Heart. Oh, girl, it got so much. I'm just like the Ooh. hypeness, the hypeness, guys, the hypeness. Yes, girl. I can I just tell you. Yeah, go ahead. I am loving every piece of this book, every chapter of this book. The way that Jennifer writes, it almost feels as if she was writing this to become a TV series. You know what I mean? Like every chapter ends on like a little like um not cliffhanger but it just ends on such a well-written note and it just yeah. makes me want to go to the next chapter like oh my god what's gonna happen next like oh my god i can't believe it ended like that yep yeah exactly because that's exactly how i felt and thought when i first read the book i was like oh my god this is so good i pray and hope that it would get picked up as a show or even a movie, maybe a trilogy or whatever it is. But like, I think a show would work so well for this yeah. this book and this series because it is a series. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Jennifer, she made it's from Blood and Ash. And then I believe it has two more books that follow Poppy and Hawk. And then she made a, another book that is the prequel to this book. And then there's another book coming out, which is The War of Two Queens. Two Queens. And mm-hmm. I haven't even, we haven't even, well, not we, I haven't even finished the first book yet. And I'm already ready for The War of Two Queens. I'm like, yes, bitch, let's I'm go. telling you, all I have to say in regards to that, because I haven't finished the series. I think I'm on the third book currently, maybe midway. Um, all I have to say is, one, the story gets good like you think think this book is good the story gets better and then you know how you had all the questions like you were like oh my god i have so many questions why this why that why you know all this stuff yeah this book answers none of them it gives you the questions right (laughs) answers none of them answers none of them it gives you the questions to ask then the second book starts to answer these questions and by the third book there's so many revelations and so many things that go down that you are literally like clawing and wanting the the war of two queens because you're just like yo (laughs) like i swear to you not swear to you not it is it is that good she knew what she was doing when she wrote this book i'm just gonna say right now i used to like (laughs) i used to work at uh paramount as like a page or whatever and so my friends like i have some friends that like work within departments like they've moved up so one of my friends like works on a desk and they like are looking for novels and stuff to be this turned is it. into movies. And I'm sending her it. all of these recommendations. I'm like, this, 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 this. And then uh, from Blood and Ash came across my, like, our radar. And I was like, yeah. girl. This is it. This, this is it. This. This is it. Like, this. Keep the recommendations coming. I'm like, no, girl. No, this. This is it. <laughs> Right, like this is the one recommendation you need. This is it. I'm like, please, please. I'm like, gonna, (laughs) before we leave LA, 
because I, I haven't told everybody on book oh on yeah, yeah, yeah go yet oh. bookstagram friends markel and i are moving to seattle so if there's anybody in the pnw that wants to be uh what do you call it in real life uh irl friends yes come be with me morgan's out there i'll fly out because I, I love Morgan. I miss her. Mm-hmm. And because we decided once I fly out there, we are taking the trip to Forks to go through all of the Twilight stuff because that was the book in high school and we want to experience that. So, yes, if you guys are out there, link up with Morgan. Um, but I will definitely be taking a trip out there at some point. Yes. So, anywho, without further ado, let us jump in. I don't know if you guys, so if you guys listened last episode, we decided that we would read chapter 9 through 16. So in chapter 9, we find Poppy and Victor. Um, these are the, the training sessions that we're constantly hearing about. So we get to kind of watch Poppy and like Poppy looks at it as a game, right? Because there's really no life death situation there. Um, she knows Victor's not really going to try to kill her. And it's it's more of a game for her. Victor, on the other hand, is like, no, I need you to treat this as if this is life or death because that is the type of situation you will be in. At this point, they take a break and Poppy is trying to dig for some information. She's trying to figure out if they are considering Hawk as her personal guard. So she's trying to ask the question without actually raising any suspicion from Victor as to why she's asking this question. And Victor's just looking at her and he's like, you are a shitty liar. (laughs) I was like, damn. Yeah, she keeps digging herself into this bigger and bigger and bigger hole because she's like, oh, yeah. Do you think it could be, oh, what's his name? I forget. And he's like, really? Everybody know this man's name. Everybody, all the women in Solace know this man's name. How do you not know his name? Right. And he goes on to say like, oh yeah, you don't know his name. Just like you don't sneak out after dark. And she's like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Victor took that whole moment to call her out. He was like, with your little adventures and you be taking Tawny with you. He's like, don't think I don't know. I see you. He's like, I see you even when I'm not guarding you. I was like, damn, Victor. Right. Like an actual dad. Yes. I was like, all right, I see you. Okay. Yeah, so he ends up calling her out on her shit and, you know, she tries to play it off. And Victor says that, like, Hawk is too young to be considered um, her guard. Initially, he says that. But then afterwards, he kind of like, not that he backtracks, but he just kind of is like, well, actually, you know what? It actually wouldn't be a bad idea if he was your personal guard because he's new to Macedonia and he comes from the capital and they've probably been trained, you know, slightly different. His his view on things would be different, whereas the rest of us have become complacent. And her stomach was like in knots. She was like, oh, God, no, 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 no. Yeah. So she's like internally freaking out and it shifts like into later into the day. They're in the grand hall with like the Duke and the Duchess and the members of the court and they ascended and everything like that. Now this, this part I thought was like really interesting because she drops a lot of knowledge in this part. I took a lot of clues from this specific part of the chapter. So when they're in the grand hall and they're pretty much having um, the commoners come in and like petition the Duke and Duchess for stuff. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how on the ceiling they had the paintings of all the the gods. Hold on, let me find my notes. Okay, so it's page, it's page one fifty six. She was saying that there's one of the gods mm-hmm. in the mural on the ceiling. It's called, I believe, it's Eo, maybe it's Eos or Ios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah, Eos. yeah. <laughs> I'm just butchering the hell out of this name. Um, and this god, she's mm-hmm. a flaming redhead who is the goddess of love and fertility Mm -hmm. and beauty. And I was like, 
Hmm. Also, she had yeah. mentioned her mom and that her mom was supposed to also ascend. Yeah. But she chose not to because she wanted to marry a commoner. So I'm just putting like two and two together here. It doesn't make sense right now, but I was just asking myself, like, could there be a bigger plan for Poppy here? Could that play into maybe the reason that she was supposed to be chosen? Mm, okay. Okay. I see where you're going with that. There's a lot, there's a lot going on with the information that she's throwing at us. So my brain was like really overactive here. I just had, I had a no, lot I mean, of it makes questions sense. going on. I, so what I picked up was when I first read this, I realized that like the gods are very similar to, I guess, how we would look at like Greek mythology, right? Like for instance, you said uh, Aeos. I'm assuming that would be like Aphrodite for us right type of thing and then yeah. there's twins which i mean if you know about greek mythology that would be apollo and um artemis so like and then you actually have and they say i think i might butcher his name nikos niktos or something like that niktos and he is the king of all the gods right and of course if you know greek mythology it would be zeus I found it really interesting when I first read it. She's the one to explain all of the gods. And they explained all of these gods and what they represented. And and on top of that, the fact that Poppy is actually named after one. She's named after yes. one. And maybe not the right god for her to be named after because this god is supposed to be... Penelope is the goddess of wisdom, loyalty, and duty. It sounds to me that Poppy maybe should have been, you know... Uh, named after the goddess of the hunt or, you know, somebody who's a little more violent and not that. Um, but I, I, to me personally, when I first read that, I found that super interesting. I also picked up on some of the stuff that you picked up on, Morgan, like the fact that her mom was supposed to ascend and decided not to and was given the choice you know what I mean? Was given the opportunity yes. and was told there was no consequences for her not ascending and for her choosing somebody of, I guess, lower rank or lower birth than her. Those are all stuff that like even I picked up on that I was like, okay, why would you mention this if this wasn't something that was supposed to be important? Yeah. So like Morgan said, they're all in like the Grand Hall. Like Morgan said, the commoners are coming to petition the Duke and Duchess for stuff, right? Here, Poppy sits next to the Duke and Duchess with Victor by her side and Tawny. There's a specific couple who comes in and their names are Mr. and Mrs. Tullis. Tullis. I think it's Tullis, yeah. So they come in and they bring with them a baby boy. It is their third son. It is explained that the firstborns of any commoners or any, um, I guess, any people from, well, I don't think it's people from court, right? I don't think it's people from court. I was going to ask you that too, because it also says second, du uh, second duns. <laughs> It also says those second sons and second daughters are sent to court to be ascended. Okay. So it I was trying could Okay, hold on. Cuz I was trying to figure out how this was how this would be worded. Okay, so essentially it's almost like crowd control. Yeah. Okay, so couples keep their firstborn. Mm -hmm. If they have a second child, whether it is a, a son or a daughter, those children are given to the court and they're given to the court to ascend. Right? So that means that they become ascended. If the couple has a third child, regardless of son or daughter, they are given to the gods. And what that means is that they're given to the priests and priestesses and has to work in the temples with the priests and priestesses. And that's it. The parents never see these children ever again. So they are only allowed to keep their firstborn. So this couple comes in because they're, the baby that they have with them, Tobias is his name, he is their third son. 
So what happened to their first son was he died of some type of sickness. And then their second son was killed by the same sickness. And now they have a third son and they are basically petitioning the Duke and Duchess to keep their child because they haven't been able to raise a kid. They've had these three children and they haven't been able to raise any of them. And so they're kind of like, you know, we we would like to keep our child. We would hope the gods would understand. And, you know, as you guys being the Duke and Duchess and being as close to the gods as you can be, we would hope that you guys could petition for us to be able to keep our son. At that point in time, the Duke and Duchess essentially are like, no, rules are rules. You just gonna have to give him up to the temples. And that's it. Yeah. They are like begging and pleading. Oh my God. They just would not, not bend. They would not bend. And so at that point, you know, they had to kind of drag tail mm-hmm. out of the grand room or the grand ballroom. Poppy was just like, she said she reached out to them with her gift. It just kind of did its own thing. Like, yes. At this point, just kind of reached out, lashed out on its own. And she could feel yeah. like all of that pain. And um, it almost brought her to her knees. And she also said she realized at that time the faces in the crowd how many people were just distraught and yeah she hawk was like too. oh hawk had the same face as everybody in the crowd his his lips were like thin and tight like he was obviously very upset about was about that whole situation upset. and even poppy poppy was also upset she's yeah. like you would think you know maybe the gods would understand that this couple really wanted to keep their kid and should have been able to keep their kid and even even her she was like okay right. well maybe you know if i do get called early for my ascension that maybe i could petition for them to have with the queen maybe i could petition with the queen that they keep their kid you know what i mean like even even poppy was like this is unforgivable this is not right like they should be able to keep their child. Um. Also, side note, I think I said the queen's name was Queen Isabel. Her name is actually Queen Ileana. Is it Ileana? I think it's Elena. Okay. Yeah. Y'all, y'all know we be y'all know we be jacking up names. Facts. Please correct us. Um. Because I looked at was like, is it Ileana or is it Elena? Oh, also <laughs> correction for me from the last episode. Um, she is not going to the right unmasked. She's going unveiled. Okay. She still has to wear a mask. Yes. I mean, so don't don't bite don't <laughs> don't bite my head off. I mean, please. I mean though, it's, it's um, still kind of like a great thing for her. You know what I mean? Her, because if you think about it, all right, with the mask, her scars are still covered, so she won't be so self conscious, and people won't be really much looking at her. However, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of her is exposed. You know what I'm saying? Like, the rest of you is is there, so... Yeah, true. Another thing about Chapter 9 that I definitely (laughs) noticed, she said as she was experiencing the Tullus' pain, when she looked out into the crowd, there was this weirdo guy there. He was, I think, a little bit taller. He had, like, blonde hair that was covering his face, and he was just, like, kind of standing there, like... Daggers mm-hmm. in his eyes, and I was like, "You don't just point out a description <laughs> of somebody looking at you like that if if it's not gonna come back right. and bite you in the ass later." <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> so I think that guy's coming back later with a vengeance. I don't know who he is yet, but he's gonna come back. So just making a mental note of him. Yep. Um. So essentially, that's kind of where chapter nine ends. Um. The Tullises don't really get. Uh, what they were hoping for in regards to having their child the duke and duchess were just like no rules are rules you just have to give him up and that is it so we move on to chapter 10 
I like chapter I like chapter 10. Uh, <laughs> I love chapter 10. Okay, oh so essentially chapter 10, the most that I got out of this chapter was the meeting in the Duke's office. So there's a position open for Poppy, right? Because Victor can't, he can't be her personal guard 24-7. That is just not possible for somebody. So they need another personal guard. So they call Poppy to the Duke's office and they get there. And the moment that they get there, Poppy is like, fuck. Because her mind is racing. She sees Hawk and um, Commander Jensen and the Duke and the Duchess. Every, it's one big powwow in the damn Duke's office. Everybody's there. She walks in, she sees Hawk, and she is like, all right, this is one of two things. Either they've appointed him as my personal guard, or this man has ratted me out and, you know, knows that I was the girl at the Red Pearl. And so the Duke calls Poppy over and he tells her, have a seat. She sits down, everybody sits. And the Duke starts going on and on about how, you know, she needs protection and he can never he can't even get rylan's name correct he calls him ryan ryan oh i think my god yeah he calls him ryan Ryan. he can't get his name correct and poppy is so pissed off about this because she's like this is somebody who watched over me who i considered a friend and you can't even give him the courtesy of saying his name correctly and so he goes on and on and finally it's revealed that they have decided to appoint hawk as her personal guard (laughs) hawk daddy hawk daddy um so they've they've appointed hawk as her personal guard and he comes highly recommended which is what everybody's been saying um and like obviously poppy is just like shit (laughs) and then at the end of this chapter they tell commander jensen to leave the room because poppy has to reveal herself to her personal guard. And as we all know, there's rules in place. She can't reveal herself to anybody else. But um, they say that this is a necessary thing because there will be situations where her veil will not be in place, but her guard has to be there. So Commander Jensen, they tell Commander Jensen to leave. And then the Duke is staring Poppy down. He's like, please remove your veil. Poppy is like, I've been so caught up with him potentially being my personal guard. I completely forgot that he has to see me if he is my personal guard. Bro, but tell me why. Tell me why. That is how chapter 10 ends. And when I tell you I screamed in this apartment, I screamed. Oh my fucking God. But it's the fact being that like, not only does Poppy have to show herself, reveal herself, reveal her scars on her face and everything, right? It's the fact being that the Duke looked at her a certain way when he asked her to do it he looked at her like yeah bitch go ahead take off the veil he's gonna be so disgusted with your face take the veil off see and i didn't even think of it that way i was just like oh no hawk is gonna find out she's been trying to be so careful like the whole thing and then when i like when he was like i don't have time for this i was like oh He's being an asshole. Like, I was so ready for Hawk to find out who she was. Not the Duke. I wasn't even thinking about the fucking interaction with her and the Duke. And then when he started, like, snipping at her and the Duchess was like, you know why she hesitates? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I forgot all about you. You're Mm -hmm. ruining the entire Mm -hmm. moment. (laughs) Him and her are about to have a whole moment. And here you are fucking it up. 
die. You need to leave. <laughs> so chapter, basically chapter 10 kind of bleeds into chapter 11. And so what ends up happening is Poppy is hesitant. And she's hesitant because she has low self-esteem due to her appearance because the duke has been telling her who's gonna love you who's gonna like you oh my god your scars oh this oh that you're a tragedy you would have been such a beauty if it wasn't for the scars right so obviously her hearing that over and over and over again for years is gonna wear down her self-esteem and she's like oh my god he's gonna realize that i'm the girl from the red pearl the moment i take off my veil he could see you know half of my face and then she's like shit he's gonna see half of my face he's gonna see the scars so but ultimately she does end up taking the veil off hulk looks her dead in the face and there is no um, not that there's no emotion there's no um pity or disgust in his face and as her personal guard he has to take an oath and i have that fucking oath right here because that shit was mm. wait, wait wait before before he reads the oath the duke is like he notices the longing in Hawk's eyes and in Poppy's eyes. Like they're staring at each other and it's so intense. And he's like, he breaks yes. that shit up or he tries to. And he's like, he's so, he's mm-hmm. such a pay little I agree. Bitch. <laughs> Sorry. But he, he's like, oh yeah, it's such a shame, isn't it? Half of her face is a masterpiece and the other is just wah, wah. And Hawk is like, yeah, I'm going to shut that shit down right here. I think both halves yes! are as beautiful as the whole. Yes! And well, the moment, the moment he said that, I was like, that's yes! right, right there. That's it. That's it. And while the Duke is picking his mouth yep, up off the yep. floor, baby, Hawk strides over to her and takes his oath. And I was okay. like, oh, <laughs> Here's the oath. So he says, and I quote, with my sword and with my life, I vow to keep you safe, Penelope. From this moment until the last moment, I am yours. <laughs> now, he says that, and obviously we wouldn't know any differently because this is the first time we've ever heard this oath. But when she gets back to her room, she's sitting there and she's like, that wasn't the oath. The oath that all her other personal guards, including Victor, have taken is, and I quote, with my sword and with my life, I vowed to keep you safe, maiden, the chosen, from this moment until the last moment. I am yours. Why this man make that shit sound like sex? Straight sex. He used her actual name. He vowed to Penelope. He didn't vow to no maiden. He vowed to her. Let the panties hit the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along, right? In this chapter, as she says this and stuff, Tawny's also back in the room. And Tawny is like, Poppy, that's your guard. That is your guard. That is your guard. Tawny is having a fucking meltdown and (laughs) Poppy is like she's freaking out she's having like an anxiety attack she's like oh my god I'm gonna have to talk in front of this man and the moment I talk he's gonna know I'm the girl from the red pearl and like she's like he obviously didn't realize it us sitting there he didn't say anything he didn't seem to recognize me the moment I speak this is gonna be it and Tawny is like girl you got hawk as your personal guard you should be way more excited about this yes and that that is where she messed up because Poppy is constantly putting her foot in her mouth when it comes to this dude. So she's like second guessing everything, second guessing herself. She thinks that either Hawk didn't recognize her or that maybe he's playing the long game here and he does recognize her and he's maybe trying to hold this over her head, use it as information to like advance his career or whatever. Yeah. And so she says that to Tawny and Tawny's like, are you stupid? 
Bitches, you dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> That's exactly how Tony is. She's like, um, are we? Are we on the? We're not on the same page. We obviously are not. Right. So then Tawny's looking at her like, "There's something you're not telling me." Yes. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And of course, Poppy can't hold water, bro. No, no. Her mouth is just too much. She's like, all right, so this is what went down. And then she tells her. She does. She's like, this is what went down. But I'm not going to tell you that he went down. But this is what went down. Poppy <laughs> kept it rated PG for Tawny. She definitely did. She kept it PG for Tawny. She did. But... <laughs> So <laughs> that whole chapter of chapter um, 11 is just basically Poppy and Tawny having their conversation about Hawk, him being her personal guard, and Poppy ultimately revealing, okay, not only did I go to the Red Pearl, but I ran into Hawk and he was my first kiss and things like that. She kept it very PG for Tawny. So then we move on to chapter 12. And at this point, Hawk has, has taken on his duties as personal guard. Poppy is in the atrium. Yeah, I think she's just eating something, maybe a sandwich or something like that. And Hawk is just standing there looking glorious, looking like Hawk. And her and Tawny are just chilling. And then two ladies in waiting show up. When I tell you these two bitches is thirsty as fuck. Thirsty. All right, one bitch pretended to faint so Hawk would help her to the chair. They were just so thirsty for him, and they were just coming up with ways to get him to make, you know, to, like, notice them dropping things here and there, having him pick it up type of stuff. And then both ladies start to talk about the attack and talk about the right, and, that like, they talk about the big stuff that we know is is going down or is happening or will be happening. And of course, they talk about Hawk. Right. They're like, I. They're like, I bet you he does frequent the Red Pearl. I guarantee you, he's always. At, do you think he keeps company? Of course he does. Look at him. Why wouldn't he keep? Like when I tell you, I would have been like, I need to get the fuck up out of here. Like I would have been out. But she doesn't because, of course, like she's curious. Yeah. Like she wants to know just as much as they want to know. So what ends up happening is they thought Hawk was just standing in a corner. No, this man snuck up behind them. Before Hawk sneaks up on them, I gathered another clue. Okay. And I, don't, I know <laughs> okay. you can't tell me. I know you can't tell me. So okay. I won't look at you as I say this. But when they started talking about like um, the dark one or she addresses him straight up as like Prince Castile. And I know they're like, you're not supposed to do that or whatever. But <laughs> they were talking named. about. <laughs> yeah. They start talking about like Prince Castile and they mention something really interesting that Prince Castile actually is like, he doesn't look like a goblin or whatever, what have you. He's actually looks like, like how they describe Atlanteans, how they look like humans. And he's actually like spoken to be like pretty handsome or what have you. And they also say um, they got this information from Britta, who is the maid that Hawk used to be hooking up with and that she has pretty valid information. Like her Mm. information is never wrong. So I was like, hmm, okay, I'm gonna make a mental note of that. And then another thing that happens is Poppy's gift does something weird again at the table before she lips, uh, rips Lauren a new asshole. Because <laughs> uh, one of the ladies in wait, her name is Lauren, and she says something really insensitive. She was like, oh, I hope a riot happens. It might give me something interesting oh, yeah. to do around here. And Poppy's like, oh, yeah. you hope that you know more people suffer just so that you can have fun. And of course, Poppy's not supposed to speak to these people like the whole time that they were talking she was just listening but that really pissed her off the moment that like she was speaking 
to them, her gift again reached out on its own, like, and it kind of lurched her forward. And she said it was like this weird mixture of energy that she didn't Mm -hmm. think was coming from Lauren. She thought maybe it was coming from herself. The way that she described it, it kind of confused me, but I knew that like from what she was saying, it wasn't something that typically happened. So it kind of feels like her gift is doing like this weird, funky thing that's not normal. Right. So I was like, okay, we got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. This is this is new. After all of that happens, Hawk, you know, makes his presence known to Poppy and Tawny and this man is just off. He's just off flirtiness. That's all he is. He just comes in and he's like arrogant, but in a good way. And like, he's just flirting up a storm with Poppy. Like no issues. He ain't scared to flirt with her. He don't give two shits that he, that she's the maiden. It seems like he is like, you're a fucking human being. And what? So what? And I'm like, that's so great. You know what I mean? Because obviously everybody else is treating her like a freaking porcelain doll. And Hawk is like, mm, no, 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 no. So Hawk makes his presence known because he has to let Tawny and Poppy know that the Duke has summoned Poppy to his office. And both Tawny and Poppy immediately look at each other and they're both immediately like upset. Well, not upset, but they're they're both um, tense because both of them know that usually if the Duke is summoning Poppy by herself, then it is because of a, a quote unquote lesson that he's about to inflict on her. Hawk doesn't know this. Right. So he's walking her to the Duke's office and, you know, they have a little bit of um, a good little conversation as they go that definitely took Poppy's mind off of the fact that she's about to go get a lesson. So they make it to the Duke's office and Hawk looks at her because, you know, she she like starts to break out in a sweat and she stops and Hawk is like, hey, I'm going to be here when you get back there's nothing like he's almost like reassuring her you know what i mean like i'm gonna be here when you get back there's no problem i'm gonna be here I'll, I'll wait for you and poppy makes it through the door the moment she makes it through the door she sees that the duke is not by himself lord mazen the creep is with him and that is the end of oh, chapter 12 God. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah just, chapter 13 i was so upset because good it started yeah, on such I know. a good no and then and then the whole interaction with Hawk and the stairwell was just like really cool. And I know. They almost and then we're going into this. And I tell you. Yeah. And I was just like, it was a whole bunch of emotions. With, I was just I all know. over the place with emotions. And it was just like, oh, I just know no. this is. And like, the thing well. is, is, chapter 13 is probably the most upsetting chapter i would say it's it's disgusting um so okay here we go into chapter 13 so essentially the duke called poppy in she sees lord mazen she knows this is about to be a lesson it's a it's gonna be an issue she knows that um the duke is upset about something according to poppy she could breathe and the duke will be like oh my god you like you you took a breath wrong i gotta whip your ass like that's basically what what she's trying to say so um she makes it in and he's like oh do you know why i called you and you know she's like fuck i don't like and if i don't come up with an answer he's gonna he's gonna hit me and she can't she doesn't have an answer for why he's upset there's never really a good answer there's no real answer she tells him honestly you know i don't i don't know why i've been called i don't know you know why you you're upset or you've been disappointed um and he immediately is like oh you don't know okay let me explain it so essentially he goes on to explain that the priestess that she was supposed to have sessions with came to him to complain that she wouldn't sit still and listen to her complain 
about other people. And like, he was upset about that. He was upset at the fact that she looked him dead in the face when they appointed Hawk as her personal guard instead of looking away or looking demure or whatever it was. And of course, Lord Mazin put in his two cents and stuff. So ultimately, we already know going in that this is not looking good for Poppy. No. The Duke is like, all right, well, now you know uh, the reason that we're upset. Uh, your transgressions, you know what to do. And she gets up, she goes to the desk, she has to take off, I guess, it's, would it be considered the corset? Yeah, it's a corset. Yeah, so she has to take off her, she has to take off layers, yo. Like, she has to take off the dress and she has to take off the corset, which then leaves her exposed in her thin gown, right? The thin undergown, undergarment. And then she has to take the upper half off. So, like, her breasts are exposed to these two men. This this woman's a virgin, all right, she's never had any type of, you know, and even she says it, she's embarrassed and ashamed that she has to go through this and she has to expose herself in this way to somebody that is not even of her choosing. Yeah, and this is, I think, um, I think this is the first time that Lord Mason, like, literally, he says something in her ear, like, oh, this will not be pleasant or whatever. And this time, he has literally chosen a seat right next to her so he can see right. like, everything. So that he has her. full exposure her, everything. of her yeah. front. Yeah, of her front. I was like, this is yes, it's, so it's, disgusting. Like, you are so fucking disgusting. Right. And the, there was another thing in this chapter that she says. Um, so we know that she was attacked when she was small. I think when she was eight. Her parents were yeah. killed. And that's how she got her scars. Um, she makes it known that the queen was the one that took care of her. When, um, like, basically took care of her after her scars and, like, nursed her back to health. So her thing is, is, like, all right, bet. You can abuse me all you want, but the moment I get back to the to Carcedonia and I get back to the queen, I'm exposing your ass. I'm exposing that you've been beating me and that you've been hum- humili- humiliating me and that Lord Mason has been, you know, looking mm-hmm. at me. Like, that type of thing. And another thing to note is she says that the her being the maiden is saving her which to me i took that as they would probably rape her if that was that's what i took that as yeah yeah because it's like she was saying imagine what they do to the maids right exactly imagine so she's saying that her being the maiden is what's protecting her essentially from that lesson quote-unquote going further than just him hitting her with a cane oh there's um because in the beginning of the chapter two before they even get to like the lesson um he was saying things like about her and about her body yeah yeah like oh you've grown to be like you've like grown out right like looking at her and i was like this is so nasty Um, yeah and he mentions too, he's like, oh, you look more and more like your mother every day. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Red flag. Red flag. And she's like, you knew my mother? He was like, oh, yeah, your mother was very special. I was like, okay, I have a clue and I have a red flag. I'm thoroughly disgusted. Thank thoroughly. you for giving me a clue. But I'm thoroughly fucking disgusted in your, yes. your ass. Yes. You, you need to be handled. Yes. I have a I have a, th- a theory for his ass okay. uh, in my predictions. But yeah, his his nasty ass needs to be taken care of. Both him and Lord Mason. Like, I just, nah. So what ends up happening is Poppy gets caned seven times. Lord Mason is sitting there having a show because he is able to watch. And Poppy is saying that, like, he's hit, he's hitting her so hard. Her body is moving. And she also says that this isn't the first time that he... 
uh, has done that with the cane. And there have been lessons where I think one time he hit her 10 times. Or one time he, he like actually, he struck her. Yeah, he struck her so hard that like it, it took a while for her to come back from it. So my thing is, where the fuck is the Duchess? What's going on here? Like, everybody seems to know about these these fucking things, and nobody's Honestly. nobody's trying to you know, nobody's trying to stop it. Even the fucking guards outside of the damn door know that that's what's happening. Nothing, nothing. So the chapter ends with Poppy essentially getting caned, um, and then we move on to chapter fourteen. Poppy says, "Thank God that Hawk." wasn't there when she got out it was victor and victor has been there after these lessons so he knows that sometimes she's not able to walk he knows that sometimes they've been so bad that he needs to carry her back to her room or something victor makes a note when poppy asks about hawk victor says yeah he came looking for me he sent somebody. he sent somebody he sent somebody to come looking for me because hawk sensed that something wasn't right something wasn't right and that poppy and tawny seemed to get tense when um they realized he she was getting summoned to the duke's office so hawk is very observant so i was like thank god right because i need him to do something facts in chapter 14 what ends up going down Poppy has to heal from this, so she was left with welts on her back. She she doesn't get a lot of sleep. She actually has a lot of nightmares because of the attack that happened with her parents. So she almost is like an insomniac. And she's been stuck in her room for two days. Yeah, so it's, it, been, two it's days. been two days in order for her to heal properly after this lesson. So she's in her room, but she's just walking around and things. Uh, from her window, you could see like, from her window, she could see the rise. She could see the guards. And she starts to notice the torches are flickering. And then they fucking go out. And Poppy is like, hold up. Nah. Poppy goes into like fight mode. And she's like, I gotta go grab my bow and arrow. I gotta go out there. I gotta go help. Tawny comes running in. She's like, no, 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 no. Stay, stay. (laughs) She's like, I got three minutes, bitch. She tells Tawny, she's like, look, I gotta go out there. I gotta go help. I gotta help Victor. Like, I gotta go. And Tawny's like, no, I need you to stay here. Like, no, 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 no. And luckily, Poppy made it. So that Tawny could defend herself. Maybe not to the same extent that Poppy can. But she definitely made it so that Tawny would learn some stuff. Which is great. Tawny tells her, if anybody comes looking for you, I will say that you are hiding in the bathroom because you are scared. Or out of fright. Poppy's like, great. And essentially, she like makes her way to where everybody is. When she looks, she notices the reason that the torches are, have gone out is because the Craven have made their way to the castle. Yeah, it's the mist. So there's a mist yeah. specifically that the Craven travel through. And whenever it rolls in, like you have to be careful because they're in it. That's what the rise is for. That's what the, those guards are for. But like it came in and they made their way into or at least along the walls of Macedonia. And so every it's chaotic. It's hectic. The Craven are here. That's chapter uh, 14. Moving right along to chapter 15. Poppy is whipping ass. <laughs> My girl. My girl. She's like, Facts. into the thick, into of, the it. thick of it. She's, she's like a, a fucking medieval Hawkeye. In this Yo. Bit. Yes. I'm telling you, Victor taught her right. So she makes a point. She gets to the highest ground that she can, but is still hidden. Yeah, she's in like um, a guard tower and she's just like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she starts, she specifically looks for Victor, finds Victor in the crowd of of people that are um, taking down the Cravens. And then she starts shooting arrows to help the other archers and to help Victor. That's what goes down. And 
she's like she is she's doing good she's doing really good up there so at this point i believe that the craven have they've been able to um minimize the cravens right like they, they've been able to to minimize them down or something at that point she hears somebody speaks behind her and <laughs> when she turns around because she's armed and dangerous she turns around and it's hawk and hawk is like I don't, I don't think you're supposed to be up here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I don't think you're supposed to be up here shooting arrows. Uh, who are you? You know what? No, what he says is when he sees her, he gives her the biggest compliment. He essentially calls her a goddess. He's like, you must be this goddess. You must yes. be so-and-so or so-and-so. And she's like, I must be, because it must be, I'm going to give it away. <laughs> so she's like, she puts her hand up. She's like, mm, mm. And she tries to like back away and run away from him. And that begins their yes! whole little fight scene where she's trying to get away and he's trying to catch her. And that, oh my God, that whole fight scene between them, that like tip for tap. It was, it was so worth it. Fighting each other. So worth it. It was so worth it. It was so cute. It was so hot. It was so fucking incredibly written. And it was just like, I loved it. I was like, oh, Facts. no, but it was so well written because they were going tit for tat where he threw a dagger to catch her. Cause she started, she bolted. Like she started running. Uh, when he threw a dagger to catch her. Yes. It, it caught in her cloak. So she was able to take the dagger out. She done thrown that shit at his face and he done caught it midair. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And it's like, I could literally see all of that just happened yes. in my head. That's why I was like, this needs to be a show. Yes. I need it to happen. I need it to happen. So Hawk does catch her. Oh, of course. Of course. And he's no, 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 like, I was just gonna say, like oh, sorry, he catches ahead. her um and pushes her up against the wall and like there is no space between them. None. Not not even a little bit. None. Not even enough for a mouse. <laughs> so there's no space between them at all. And Hawk is, he he has his hand like in the hood. So like, I think that's the way I read it. Yeah, he has his, I think he has like, he has his hands like on her wrist. So he can't, so she can't stab yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she can't do, right. Because that's what he says. He's like, um, no, no, no. We're going to have a conversation and your hands are going to be nowhere near my face and nowhere near my neck and like the reason for that oh wait no it's before it's before oh. that because we skipped ahead because she tries to like because he does catch up to her and then she takes out there we the go that's what it was and puts it to his throat and oh. then he looks down and he's like ah oh, yes yes because the moment he said that i was like poppy shit and she was like <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> like at that point, you might as well speak. You done gave yourself away. The fucking dagger done gave you away. You might as well talk. Right. You might as well. So that's. I think that I believe that's the end of chapter fifteen. So then we move on to chapter sixteen. Yeah. And chapter sixteen is a continuation of them basically not going tit for tat, but um, him getting out of that little situation where her dagger was up against his neck she didn't nick him there is a little bit of blood but he gets out of it and he's able to get the dagger out of her hand and then he, this is where he puts her hands further up and pushes her up against like a wall or something and basically he tells her he's like all right we're gonna have a conversation but your hands are gonna stay up here where they are nowhere near my face and nowhere near my neck he's like toying with her he's like I'm wounded. Not only did you like try to throw a dagger at my face, you're also wounding my pride, telling me that our night together was like nothing. 
And like I can I can remind you of that if Oh my god, this man I was like this man (laughs) this character. So he says all that and I mean they're look, they're flirting, they're talking, there's a lot of sarcasm in it. It's so good. It's so good. So much. Um but he does admit he does say that like, hey, I did go back that that night. I did go back for you and you weren't there. And Poppy is kind of like Oh shit! Yeah, and her heart is like, oh, wait, you don't understand. Right, but like- then he admits, because then he's like, he gets really up close and personal with her, so that his his like his face is on the side of her neck where her scars aren't, and he immediately he's like, you think I don't know who you are, Penelope? Yeah. Yeah, and it was while he was like, he gets up on the side of her face and then his hand, his hand actually touches where her scars are. And that's where she's really like, damn. I was like, the whole time, the whole time I was like, bitch, he knows who you are. He knows who you are. Just stop. He admitted it. He admitted that he knew who she was the moment in the Duke's office. He's been known who she was. Yeah. And he, he's just been like, you know, I'm just surprised that you act like you ain't recognize me or that you acted like you ain't know who I was. That's why he's giving you multiple opportunities to try to like Mm -hmm. come to him. He's been trying to like give you opportunities. He's been doing little things, little things to try to get you to say something, but no, you want to be stubborn. Right. So after he admits all that, like Poppy at this point, she's starting to get super, super nervous because the Craven, it's it's like the aftermath of the attack that happened with the Craven, right? So everybody is making their way back into the castle. People are starting to walk back. She's like, shit, if I don't get back to my room right now, they're going to find me. Somebody's going to find me. And she's trying to convey that to Hawk without telling him that she needs to really get back to her, her room. Um, and then he's like, you know what? I should expose you. I should expose... The fact that you was out here on your own, that you went to the Red Pearl. He's like, because that would just make my job way easier. Because obviously, you was a handful. You are a handful. That was a that was a big ass red flag for me. Hold on, because like, no, then he said he said that he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna expose you to the Duke. I'm gonna tell the Duke. When he says that, Poppy immediately is like internally she freaks out. She's like, Oh my god, I can only imagine what the Duke would do if he found out all this all the shit that I've been doing. You know what I mean? So she freaks out. And she's like, No, you can't do that. You sh- you can't tell him. Yeah, she was like, You have no idea what he would do. And Hawk is like, Well, what would he do? And at that point, she realizes, oh, my God, I, I fucked up. I slipped up. I said too much. I need to backpedal. And then she ultimately is, is just like, you know what? You do what you have to do. And he lets her go at that point, And she makes her way back to her room. Um, at which point, you know, she kind of like has um, a recap with Tawny. Just like telling Tawny, hey, this is what happened. There was a lot of craving. We were able to take a bunch of them down, blah, 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 whatever. And then there's a knock, not a knock, more of a pound at her door. And Tawny's like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'll tell them that you're asleep. So she walks over the door. She's like, the maiden is. He's like, nah, no, nah, she was fucking out there. She was out there. <laughs> he was like, I'm coming in. <laughs> literally, literally, Tawny's like, the maiden is asleep. Doubt it. He pushed right past past her. Right past her. He was like, nah, that's doubtful. He was like, it's it's time to have our talk. We gotta have that talk now. Yes. Yo. Like, the girl literally, literally got in the door, took her shoes off, removed her cloak, and sat on the bed. And he was like, bitch. (laughs) I was like, yo. 
How are we getting through that fast? It's the fact that Tawny was like, no, the maiden is... He was like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Bullshit. Don't be covering for her. Don't be covering for her. I was like, damn, huh? Damn. That was essentially the end of chapter 16. I'm more than I'm more than excited to start reading like the rest of the stuff because now that Hawk is even Girl. more involved than he was before, it's it's going to it's that dynamic between Hawk and Poppy, that that tit for tat, that sarcasm, I love that it. okay, he's all about being like, "Damn, you're beautiful, you're pretty, you're blah blah blah," but at the same time like I'm handsome. I'm whatever. You wound me. Like, that arrogance, but, like, not in a bad way. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. All right. I'll see you. Like, it makes you smile type of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, my God. So am I. So am I. Oh, I hope my predictions aren't too outlandish. I feel like they aren't. I feel like they're going to kind of be spot on. Okay. So, prediction number one. By the way that they've been describing Hawk, how he's super good at everything, how he was running super fast and caught up to her and how he's walking like on that narrow perch and how he got up to her room in like less than a fucking minute. <laughs> Hawk is an Atlantean. That's what I'm going to call it. Hawk is an Atlantean or he's part Atlantean or something. I'm just hoping that it's not like a Darkling situation where he turns out to like have an alternate plan for for poppy and then they make him the bad guy because i really like hog daddy it's the fact that you call him hog daddy i'm just uh, <laughs> i really like hog daddy <laughs> hog daddy guys hog daddy number two uh it's been building up for the last eight chapters that we've been reading and we talked about it extensively when she was in the grand hall but poppy has been realizing that the kingdom of solace is real messed up and that the people are not treated how they should be treated and that people like the duke and lord mason that received the blessing to ascend over the atlanteans it doesn't really seem right um and that they couldn't let like one child go without being given to the gods and stuff like that it seems like she's really starting to challenge all those ideals and beliefs and she is trying to think of ways that she can make things better for her country and for her people so i think that she might either ask to be exempt from the exemption or she might just say fuck it i'm not doing it and try to go with something else yeah. And then mm-hmm. my third prediction from the whole really creepy chapter with her and the Duke and her lesson where the Duke was saying mm-hmm. that he knew her mother and he mm-hmm. kind of had like that look in her eye or his eye. And from the way that he treats Poppy, like always giving her like lessons, saying that he's disappointed in her, picking on her for like absolutely no reason at all. And then that creepy thing that he has about her and her body and stuff like that. I think that he used to be in love with her mom. I can see that. Okay, I can I can see that. Yeah, I think he used to be in love with her mom, like had a thing for her mom. Maybe he was supposed to be married to her or maybe like he got rejected by her or something. And now that's why he's taking out all of this shit on her daughter. Mm, I can see how that, yeah, okay. Yeah, so those are my three cool, predictions. Cool. And then yeah. for next chapters, we are going to be reading chapters 17 through 24. Oh, it's getting juicy. <laughs> Girl, when I tell you I am up until midnight reading every night, like I am up until midnight reading every night. Like I literally get off work, make dinner, clean up, read. Then read. <laughs> 
But yeah, as always, guys, like we said last week, if you have like predictions too, make sure that you send them to us so we can put them on the show and yes. make sure you keep up with us. I feel like shit's going to get so much crazier from here. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> but with that, we'd like to say thank you guys for joining us and stay YA at heart. Yes. And we love you so much. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>